The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba, presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now, 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550 KTSA FM 107.1. My name is Martin Bomba. That's my buddy Jim Smith right over there. And we are here to help. And uh, so happy to have you along for this Saturday morning ride that we do every Saturday morning. Uh, it's our it's our our way of of trying to help uh, our listeners with their home improvement questions and projects and and concerns. I uh, had a couple of emails uh, over the weekend or over the week, I should say, uh, asking a couple of different questions from from uh, folks who have some stuff going on. But as always, we love to talk to you on the air first and foremost. So grab yourself a phone line two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five is the number to get in on the conversation this morning. Brother Jim, how you doing, man? Doing great, doing great, man. Been a busy week. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's it's uh, it continues to uh, to rock on and and be uh, incredibly busy in the uh, in the home remodeling business uh, in in all respects and all aspects of the of the remodeling business. All the forecasts show no signs of it slowing up right now, uh, and uh, and I and I think that um, you know it's still still uh, a result of folks being at home more recognizing the improvements that they need to make in their home more than they than they maybe did pre previous to uh to the pandemic and uh, and we continue to see that happening unfortunately we also continue to see um supply shortages uh in in many different sectors of remodeling and remodeling uh products and and that is still creating delays for us in our industry and and in in the entire remodeling and building industry we see what lumber prices have done over the last year and uh and in many instances they're not not just two times but three and four times higher than they were uh at uh, this time last year so that uh fortunately has not bled over into into the uh, the window replacement at least not the vinyl window replacement uh, industry at least from what we've seen we have seen increases absolutely but not the 100% 200% 300% increases that have been seen in the lumber industry so we're very thankful for that and and our customers certainly are very thankful for that uh but unfortunately uh because of many many different factors delays are still happening we are still working with those delays. We are still keeping customers conscious and aware of those delays. And uh, and most people, uh, honestly, most people are understanding of it because they see what is happening in, in many other aspects of um, of their lives as far as delays and price increases and, and things of that nature. So um, saw a thing on, on uh, the news today about chicken shortages now this has nothing to do with with uh, home improvement but it does translate to some of the issues and the things that we're seeing happen as a result of the pandemic uh, did you read about this jim are you are you familiar with what i'm talking no. about no 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 <laughs> okay i didn't see anything about chicken shortages no, no, no absolutely absolutely true um the the cost uh, not a joke the the cost of chicken wings for instance and chicken wings very popular snack snack item and and appetizer all over the united states Buffalo wings uh, up twenty five point eight percent as of today. So if you if you went out and bought a, a, a bag of chicken wings at the grocery store to go home and, and do some buffalo wings at the house, they're going to cost you twenty five point eight percent more today than they did say six months ago. And uh, not only that, but you're going to see that that price increase translated in, uh, in in the chicken sandwiches you buy at the at the, at the fast food place. And uh, and chicken breasts that you you know buy to take home and fix, so it, it's not just the home improvement industry and not just the remodeling and building industry that's seeing these these types of of demand increases and as a result in, decreases in supply and increase in price. So well, you guess, say, well, what? Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I guess we're all going to have to become vegetarians because uh, they're trying to they're trying to cut back on beef because of the cow flatulence. And now we got a shortage of chicken. Well, and and there's also, believe it or not, speaking of, of plants, a shortage of flowers, because 
the pandemic has also caused an increase in demand for that, creating a decrease in supply and also the the massive freezes and things that we've had happen over the last uh, uh, this last winter uh, have contributed to that. So flowers are in short supply, uh, creating a, a you know a, a a deficit in that. So. The reason I bring up the chicken uh, issue is because it's it's not just our industry; it's many different industries, Absolutely. and it's many and it's many different things that are residual effects of of the pandemic. Now, why why do we have a chicken shortage, and why are chicken prices increasing like they are? Well, I'll tell you why. Because during the time that people were home, they started eating more chicken and eating more at home and demanding more chicken and that has what that's what eventually has has created the issue that we're seeing right now it's the same in in uh in the uh in the remodeling in the building industry no the pandemic didn't just start yesterday it's been going on for now 14 months am i am i right about that uh that's yeah. about right yeah about 14 months 14 15 months yep and it's a cumulative effect of different things that have contributed contributed to these factors all the way through this and and it's not going to correct itself overnight uh that's that's the point uh so uh continue please to exercise patience with uh with people that you're dealing with in in uh in the home services and home trades i talked to a a pool guy earlier uh this week and he told me that there are valves for pool equipment that are still not available after the freeze Okay, he has people who have not had water in their pools and have not had their pools turned on in a month and a half to two months because they can't get the parts to fix the pool pump equipment uh, to allow them to fill up the pools and run the pool pumps. So uh, it's happening in many different sectors. and, and, And he said, you know, people are upset and people are angry. And hey, listen, I get all of that. But understand that there is no company out there that's worth their salt that would purposefully be delaying anything to you uh, and, and inconveniencing you as the customer in any way, shape, or form on purpose. These are things that are out of these companies' control, uh, and, and, uh, and most of them are doing every, everything they can to work around these issues and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and get things back on track as, as quickly as possible. Most of it's out of their control. So that's that's why I say that. Um, we uh, of course want to take your calls, and we've got the calls lined up. We're going to get right to them. And uh, and Roger and Roy, hang on, you're coming right up. But we're going to get Thomas to get things started off this morning. Good morning, Thomas. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Martin. Good morning. I've got a I've got a plumbing issue. Uh, my cutoff goes to my uh, uh, water heater. Uh, water heater. Okay. And uh, ordinarily, I can fix that thing myself. That's not a you know easy job. But I had a stroke here about a month ago, two months ago. So I'm kind of in a bind trying to get this thing done. I only have one arm. I can. It's operable. And anyway. Uh, so I'm looking for a plumber. I've called around for different people I know and all, and man, I, I can't find anybody that'll come out and 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 it's a simple job. It's not that's uh, a thirty minute job. I mean, it's not going nothing hard. So I wonder if y'all could help me out. And and Thomas, uh, remind us where you're located again. I'm off Davis uh, Okay, so you're in San Antonio. Okay, uh, and you've you've called all the usual suspects that we talk about on the air. You've you've called Quarter Moon. You've I've called people I know, and I call one one. I got one fella, but he can't come out till Tuesday. And uh, I'm not coming out of water. I can turn it on long enough to get the water heater filled because then I got a a bucket in there, you know, container to catch the leak. Well, as much as I hate to say it, Thomas, Tuesday is probably not uh, an, an unrealistic wait time right now for plumbers because plumbers continue to be over uh, overextended and taxed uh, in in catching up with a lot of the issues that were a result of the the freeze back in February. There are certain parts and pieces 
as I just alluded to um, before we took your call, that are still not available in the plumbing industry. It's crazy. Um, and, and because well, of the shortage. And everything. I, I went to Moss and like, closed yesterday. And got so you've got the pieces and the parts. You just yeah, need somebody to take. It's just a matter of uh, 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 because of the stroke. I mean, this has com- completely blindsided me. I I used to do all my own plumbing. I mean, uh, no. Thomas, I, I want you, here's here's somebody I want you to call. It's it's not a plumbing company; it's a handyman service. But these handyman services also do small plumbing things, which this is. This is not a large plumbing issue. Call Ace Handyman Services. They're based out of Bernie, but I have a feeling that they would come, you know, to your place. And if not, I'm sure they can point you in the right direction. But it's called Ace Handyman Services. Okay. And and I I bet you that if they can't help you, they can get somebody that can. Okay, well if, okay. You, if someone calls in or something, I, you know I, I'm uh, I'm not desperate, but I I'm not wife. <laughs> well, you, you you keep on listening. We might have a plumber out there that's listening that might be be happy to get with you and and help you out with this thing. Okay. Okay, I sure thank you. Appreciate you, Thomas. Thanks for listening. Long-time listener, I know, Thomas. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in this morning, getting things kicked off. For uh, Let's get right back to those phone lines at 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555 as we go to Roger. Roger, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello, Roger. Oh, my goodness. Roger, Roger's gone. Let's go to Roy. Roy, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Uh, good morning to you. How are you all this morning? Fantastic. Fantastic. How can we help you this morning? It, well, I was right in the middle of the storm here Wednesday before last. Uh, went pretty much right over my house. Fortunately, I escaped a lot of damage to the house. My roof is a uh, tin roof. Well, I think it's a Tennessee V crimp or whatever you call it, screw down, and it's real old. I've had a lot of trouble with that thing. The screws coming loose over the years and can't get them to hold. So I'm wondering if I do change that roof, what do you think about the standing seam roof as opposed to that that's screwed down all the time? Well, I absolutely love standing seam roofs. Um, I, I like them for a number of reasons. They're the, they're the least likely roof to ever have a leak. They look great. They perform exceptionally well. And the fact that you don't have exposed screws is uh, is is a big big plus because you don't have any place for the neoprene to to deteriorate and for leaks to develop and for the screws to come loose and work loose. They're, they're, they're I mean, make no mistake, they are screwed down, but all of the screws are protected and all of the screws are are hidden fasteners. So, in every way, I think that you know, if if your budget allows it, a standing seam roof is is one of the best ways you could possibly go. Okay, now I had did have one neighbor who had that and he lost his roof or at least part of it uh, that blew off is that something that would have happened with any roof or just a shoddy no sir that that would there are certain conditions where whereby any roof would would come off of a house i saw a house in hondo texas uh back in the late 90s that it looked like uh, somebody took a giant can opener can opener to it and peeled the entire roof off of this house well they had tornadic winds. They had straight-line winds of 65 or 75 miles an hour during that storm. And if it catches any roof just right, it, it's going to peel it. And the big difference is with a standing seam roof, because it's all crimped together, it kind of comes off as one piece <laughs> instead of yeah. Yeah. coming off in pieces. So that that is the one and only drawback. But but if it if if a standing seam roof is, is installed properly, it's going to take a pretty heavy when to take it off it can happen but it's rare yeah okay good enough that answers my question thank you so much all right roy well thanks a lot we appreciate you calling thanks for being a part of the show this morning uh let's get to pete pete good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show hey uh i heard that guy talking he's got a leak in a water heater i own a small plumbing company have him call me i'll help him out i asked him out there on monday well, that's that's very nice of you, very good of you. Uh, his name is Thomas. He's a longtime listener and uh, just a good man. And uh, and 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 Thomas, if you're listening, uh, what what's the name of your company, sir? It's McNeil Plumbing, two one zero five five two twenty one twenty. 
There's your free plug, and Thomas, I hope that helps you out. Thanks a lot, Pete. Thank you for calling this morning. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Uh, help the guy out. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And and I knew that we'd have somebody out there that could help him, and I and uh, and, and sure enough, appreciate you, Pete, for doing that. Um, you know, Thomas, is, he, he's, he's been listening to us for, for a very long time, Jim. And uh, oh, calls yeah. in oh, yeah. calls in pretty often, and it sounds sounds like I, I don't know if you caught that or not, but it sounds like he had a stroke. And, yeah, that's uh, what he said. It, he said he had a stroke about uh, about six weeks ago. And it's and it's kind of and I wondered why we hadn't heard from him him in a while, and I and and I guess that's why. But uh, certainly that limits you uh, in your physical capacity for a while, and and we wish him a speedy recovery on that. But we got good listeners, man. We got good yeah, listeners, we do. and yeah, we do, and good people out there. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks we started on a uh, on a series of um, things that we were talking about having to do with air conditioning myths, and and I promised you that this week we will we'll get them finished up. And in fact, in between callers right now, let's go ahead and, and do that. I don't know if you have that pulled up or not, Jim, but if you get a chance to pull it up, let's I'm let's pull that up and, <laughs> and, uh, and and we'll talk about that. In the meantime, get yourself a phone line at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's the number to get in. On the conversation this morning, two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We got Mike hanging on. We got Liz hanging on. You guys hang around. Stick around for just a few minutes. We'll get right to you. But as promised, we're gonna we're gonna run down the the remainder of our list of uh, of air conditioning myths that you need to uh, to forget and ignore and quit believing. Uh, we we ran down numbers one through four, I think, over the last couple of weeks, uh, and and I'm not gonna recap those for you. But we are gonna start on. Um, on number four, uh, and uh, and and that myth is it's better to let your air conditioner run until it quits. Not so true. Not so true. Uh, let you uh, I'll let you uh, <laughs> elaborate on that one, Jeff. Well, letting it run until it quits. Number one, as it gets older, as it gets weaker, as it starts ramping down, it's going to use a lot more power. Number two, if you let it quit, now you got downtime until someone can get to you. Because, folks, it's never going to quit in the slow season for air conditioning companies. No. And, it, and, and here's, <laughs> here's what I found. It never quits uh, uh, at, you know, at, at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. It always quits at about 6 o'clock on a Saturday evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or two o'clock in the morning. Or two o'clock in the morning, even worse. <laughs> My so, brother-in-law yeah, called me the other day. His air conditioner went out at one thirty in the morning. That's when they go out. I don't know why they choose yep. to go out. At the, it's, it's it's almost as if they do it for spite. I just don't understand it. But yeah, you don't want to let your AC run until it until it uh, until it conks out. Because the fact is, if you have an air conditioning system that's you know ten twelve years plus. It, it is dying slowly and incrementally over a period of years, and as Jim said, it's going to start costing you more money and, and energy. Uh, so you may really want to look at anything that's over about 10 to 12 years old, investing in a newer, more efficient version of that. Uh, number five, close the vents in the rooms you don't use. How about that one, Jim? What do you think about that one? No, no. The if you need to move air from one vent to, or from one room to another. The best way to move that air is to have balancing dampers installed so that you can balance the air. The, the, that way, whatever you're, you're not using, you're pushing to another room. An air conditioning system is designed to move a certain number of cubic feet per minute. If you start cutting that back, you're going to kill the efficiency of the unit, you're going to overtax the unit, and it's going to cost you more money. Absolutely correct. Uh, moving on. Uh, your AC unit is ready for summer without any prep whatsoever. You just crank that AC on after the heating season, and it's ready to go. Oh, I like the way that they put this. Seriously? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before the really oppressive heat arrives, make sure your air conditioner is ready to work. Um, you definitely need to rinse the coil um, if that's something that you that you're kind of handy. You can take a water hose, start at the top of your outdoor coil and rinse it from the top down, um, get all the sides of it. Uh, but my suggestion is you get it serviced by a qualified air conditioning company. Absolutely. The next one, your AC will give you a cold. Now, this one I find really funny, um, but I think that there really are people who believe that uh, the cool air uh, from an AC system will give you a cold. Well, here's a fact. Viruses cause colds, not cool temperatures. 
So uh, <laughs> that's that's not true. So forget that one. Uh, leaving the temperature at the same setting all day will save you money. How about that one? Well, there's something to be said for that if you're home all day, which during the pandemic, see this, you got to kind of weigh this out with what we've been at. That here. is true. That is true. It, you know, during the pandemic or if you're working from home and you're home all day, definitely set the temperature. Definitely don't sit there and play with it up and down. Um, but if you are out of the home during the during the day, you're you're only home in the evenings. Then you want to let the temperature rise. You want to use a good uh, a good programmable thermostat. You want to let the temperature rise up a little bit when you're not at home during the heat of the day. The AC doesn't have to work as hard to keep the house cool. But you want to bring it down in stages. In other words, an hour before you get home, you want the unit to come on and cool the house off a couple of degrees. Then at the time you get home, you want the unit to come on and cool it off another couple of degrees. You don't want to hit the unit at one time right when you get home to try to take six or eight degrees out of the house. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then lastly, fans will cool you down. Um, You know, ceiling fans uh, can save you big money uh, by keeping you comfortable with uh, higher thermostat settings. Uh, each degree higher than 78 degrees will save you 5 to 10% on air conditioning costs. So the moving fan, uh, the moving air from those ceiling fans increases the amount of evaporation for your skin. It helps cool you off. Um, so that is actually a true myth. Fans do help cool yes. you down. Fans do help save you money on, on your uh, cooling cost. And if you can stand it um, and you can run your air conditioner at 79, 80 degrees, I personally like mine a little lower than that, but... Uh, if, if it doesn't bother you, then a ceiling fan can certainly help it feel cooler in your house and, and help you save some money on your heating, on your cooling costs. So there you go. There are those, uh, those nine myths that you need to stop believing about, uh, air conditioners right now. But let's get right back to those phone lines. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. As we go to Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Martin. Jim, thank good you morning. for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I'm addressing my old house again, built okay. in 1924. Um, I live down here on the south side, east side, and um, I had a guy come in the inside to do um, maintenance, and uh, he did one of those. Hmm, this construction of your attic, of the uh, the uh, ceiling joists, the the roof decking, the support beams. He goes, it looks like something's missing, like there's not enough support here. And I guess he was coming from a, a construction point of view. He, he I guess he uh, worked construction, built houses. And he's like, there's some support that seems to be missing. And I, so with that in the back of my mind, um, I noticed that I do have some, uh, if I look at my house from the um, cross the street, I have like a, a sagging going on on my roof. And, um, and of course, I do have, a, like, a gravitational pull where the roof decking comes, uh, creates the gable, and, it, it, like, it overshoots the house by maybe a foot and a half. There seems to be some drooping. Um, who do I go to to um, get someone to, to look at it from an engineering standpoint, a safety standpoint? Because uh, my goal is to get a metal roof uh, in the future. You want to start well, with an engineering company. You want to start with a go. structural engineer and get them to come out and just do an engineering analysis on the home. Okay. Now, it's and not going to be it's not that's not typically a free service. They're going to charge you. I understand. Uh is there um a particular business here in town that I could uh give them a call to come out and do an inspection? Um there is one it's called I believe it's Structural Engineering Consultants. Um, or you can just Google Structural Engineers San Antonio. Okay. All right, sir. Yeah, but that, uh, that is definitely your that's definitely your first step is, is you you need to get a, a licensed uh, structural engineer to take a look at that and they're gonna tell you you know if it's if it's properly constructed or not, they're gonna be able to assess that for you. All right, sir. Appreciate your help. Thank you for your uh, service this morning. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate you calling. Let's uh, get to Liz. Liz, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Liz dropped. Oh, 
Sorry about that, brother. Uh, you, uh, I, you got to it too late. Okay, uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will get back to the phone lines at 210 599 55. Um, want to let you know for the folks that are listening out in the Dehennis area, um, Jim took a uh, uh, what we call our our rolling showroom, and uh, we have parked it in Dehennis right next to the laundromat. And uh, thanks uh, thanks to Ray and, and uh, Ray Wolf and his his lovely wife uh, for allowing us to do that. Ray uh, Ray and and uh, and his wife are just good people. Um, long 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 time Dehennis residents and as you know uh Dehennis got hit very hard with uh with hail and wind and uh and 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 just all kinds of damage in that area and we had one of our customers down in Dehennis say hey it'd be really nice if you could set up a temporary office down here well that's exactly what we've done um we took uh the trailer down there jim uh drove the trailer down to uh Dehennis yesterday i believe and uh, and is Jeannie down there today jim yes she is she'll be there from 9 to 2 today Okay, so so we're treating it with the same hours, typically that we have at our other showrooms, and uh, it's just given the folks in Hondo and Dehennis a, a local place to go uh, to actually visit one of one of our folks uh, from Window World, and and it's a you can't miss it. It's a it's a huge um, trailer that's got siding and windows and 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 Window World. Uh, um, you know signage on it. You, you can't miss it. It looks like a big. Um, like a tiny home, I guess is is what it, what I would say it looks like with uh, with right. all different types of our products on it. And so it's got. S- go ahead, yeah. And you can see the Window World flags from the from Highway 90. Okay, well there you go. So so if you know where the laundromat is and you're listening out in the Dehennis or Hondo area, uh, right? Uh, tell tell them where it is in relation to the laundromat. It is uh, like right behind the laundromat. If you know the laundromat, it's over by the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but yeah, it's right yeah. behind. It's right behind the laundromat. Um, at Highway 90 and 1796, I believe it's 1796. There we go. So if you're if you're out in that area, you know exactly where we're talking about. Go by, say hi to Jeannie today. Uh, she'll be happy to take your information. We'll get you on the schedule for one of our design consultants to come out and see you and uh, do anything that we can to to help uh, put you back to whole in in Dehennis. I know that it's difficult. Uh, according to some of our customers, it's been difficult to get some contractors to come out there at all. And uh, and Dehennis is that's that's my old stomping ground. I I, I played football for Coach Wolves. I, I I you know spent a couple of years of of my um, junior high and high school uh, years in Dehennis. Uh, still have a you lot and, of friends out there. You and Matt went to school with Mohawks and got sent home. Uh, Matt never had one. Matt Matt oh, was well, never Matt was never quite that wild. But yeah, I did. Yeah, but and, and, and still, I, I heard that whole story. I heard that whole story from someone down there yesterday when I was setting the trailer. Oh, did you? Oh, funny. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was uh, I was I was young and uh, and kind of crazy. It's uh, at, at one point, like many of us were, I guess. And and the funny the funniest part of that story was, and I, and I'm digressing completely because we're right in the middle of a commercial here, or we're getting right right into the middle of a, of, a, of a commercial break, but. Um, people would say, "What did your mom say whenever she saw you with that mohawk?" And my answer was, "My mom gave me the mohawk," <laughs> <laughs> which was the best answer ever. And it was true. That was the truth. Uh, so, listen: if you're in the Hondo area, the Dehennis area, uh, if you're if you're uh, have had that type of storm damage with your siding or your windows. Uh, we would we would love to talk to you and do everything we can to help you out. Uh, our again our 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 temporary mobile um, uh, showroom is set up right there in Dehennis Highway 90 at the laundromat there in Dehennis. And if you're in that area again, you know exactly where that's at. Uh, if you have any trouble finding it, just give us a call at our office in San Antonio, and we'll be happy to help you out. Craig, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, thank you guys very much for all the work you've Got a question, or maybe you can have a series on it. A lot of home improvement stuff going on all over the city advertisements free this, free that, free this, oh, yeah. free that, if you buy it. And uh, we met a, a, a roofing company, a solar company, and they were advertising a free dinner, dinner, Yep. Oh, it sounds good. I mean, then when they come to hook it up, 
they're charging $8,600 to hook up a free Kenrack generator. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's all of these companies, you know, these air conditioning, the bigger free this and free that, and then it isn't. Can you do a program coming up on, you know, if you buy three, you get one free, and you really don't? But well, here. Generator, I mean, that just blew my mind. Yeah, Craig, Craig I'll, I'll tell you what, um, one of the things that bothers me to no end is is that type of advertising, and uh, and and I've seen no, I mean, no less than at least eight different companies uh, that are advertising right now. Um, I've seen buy buy one get one fifty percent off. I've seen uh, you know buy one get one free. I've seen you know get your free generator. I've I've seen all of these things. And here's what I will tell anybody when it comes to offers like that: if it is a percentage off offer, if it is a buy one get one free offer, if it is anything like that, there's a real easy way to determine whether you're getting a real bargain and a real discount or not, and that is look at the last line on that proposal. And if the last line on that proposal is still more than the other company, you're not getting a deal. They've simply inflated their prices and then given a discount off that inflated price and to make you seem like you've gotten some kind of a deal. And, and I've actually had people, and, and you wouldn't believe this, but this is true. I've actually had customers say, well, they gave me a 30% discount. And we are sitting there looking at the proposal that we have in front of them. And I say, well, well let's bring out their proposal and let's compare them. You know, if, if they gave you a really good deal, you know, maybe maybe it's the best option. They pull it out, and sure enough, they gave them a 30% discount, but the bottom line price is still several thousand dollars over our non-negotiated, upfront discounted price. And, and they go, huh. I said, yeah, huh. Uh, is that really a bargain? There, there's a there's a furniture company in San Antonio that for years has has advertised. It's not what you save; it's what you spend, and that is the bottom line. It is not what you save; it's what you spend. And if what you're spending at the end is more than the other guy, and they've given you a hundred percent discount, is it a better deal? Of course, it's not. And and you found that out. And and I. Did you find that out after they sold you the job, or did or did you find that out and go, "Huh, this isn't right"? No, they gave me the contract and uh, for the uh, solar panels, and then the free generator, and then on the bottom it was eight thousand six hundred. So did did you sign the contract, or did you pass on it? No, absolutely. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yeah, to me, to me, that's not that's not a, a fair and honest way of doing business. I, I I don't like that. It's not it's not ever how we have operated, and and I would I would have avoid doing business with companies that that do things like that. So, uh, but thankfully, thankfully, happy ending for you. You discovered that before you signed the contract. Thank you very much for your help. I really appreciate it. I hope somebody's listening and they can see some of these people that are advertising this poultry stuff. Well, the, the the best the best way to to address that is is to not do business with that type of company, and that's that's all I can tell you is is it, it's just not it, to me it's just not a fair way of doing business. Craig, I appreciate you calling this morning, and uh, and thanks a lot for for bringing that subject up this morning. Uh, so let's go to Ralph. Ralph, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Uh, I'm I'm from Hondo in Hondo, and we pretty much got uh, wiped out. The roof's gone, everything. But the main thing, uh, we, the air conditioner got fried by a power surge and everything else. I was wondering, do they make a surge protector before it goes into the box? Uh, yes, they do make a whole home surge protector, and that would install at your breaker box. Uh, how would I go about getting one? I mean, I, I no contractor, nobody uh, electric service would even answer it. You know, return a call. I mean, I want I, I needed some uh, ideas, you know, about the best. You know, I mean, uh, because man, it it but uh, it was uh, a ten more. You know, had to do the fire and everything. It was only six years old, 
But they said it's probably the computer board and the truck the control module. And uh, we got a rud now, but, uh, you know, that's another 10000 But I was wondering, uh, do you have any recommendations about search protectors? You know, uh, I've, I have uh, entire home search protectors on my home that are installed on, on the main service coming into my, into my home before the meter, or actually just after the meter. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I can tell you this, that in all of the bad weather that we had, uh, I had no issues whatsoever, and, and we had some pretty nasty stuff. I think a lightning bolt went right down the line and came out. <laughs> Jeez, man! I'll tell you what. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't know if if you get a direct strike. I don't know if you even if you have a whole home service protector. If it's if if it would actually. I'd hate to test it, but I'm. You know, it's supposed to. But I just don't know with a direct strike if it really would. But uh, I can tell you, I believe in mine. Uh, they were not terribly expensive to get installed. And, uh, and yeah, I, I do recommend them. Okay, but can you recommend a company that... Uh... Uh, yes. Um, I believe that Mr. Electric um, can install those for you, but if, if they don't go out to Hondo, if you'll drop me a line, uh, I, will, I will send you a couple other options for you. Okay. Well, you know, that's about it. I mean, anything else? Uh, the adjuster came, and we got a new roof, and... And, you know, I mean, if we can get the shingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you could only get shingles now, that would be great. Yeah, uh, and 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 that's mm-hmm. that's the thing is, shingles are in short supply. Um, metal is in short supply. Lumber is in short. Everything is in short supply, and it just seems like the hits keep on a coming. But uh, listen, all we can do is keep on praying and and keep on moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in Corpus uh, two or three years ago. I uh, just moved back to Hondo uh, two years ago. And, and uh, man, we just put the roof on a year and a half ago. Oh, man. Oh, God dang. You hate to hear that. Year, 30 year uh, Shasta color shingles, you know, and, and it tore them up. I mean, it just like bricks, you know, and hit me. And it was like. In a circular pattern because it was like it was like a tornado and and, and him, it, it's off my side, you know. Well, I hate to say it, but you, you at least you'd like to see at least ten or twelve years of, of wear on your shingles before a natural disaster hits, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not a year. He put three roofs on in one year. Dang. I'm telling you what, there there have been some some pretty good uh, storms that have have gone over the Yancey, Hondo, Dehennis corridor there over the last few years a few few years few decades i guess and and uh i've seen some bad ones i've seen some bad ones and this one was pretty bad it was bad i'm telling you a year into hand if i know i mean man that, it looks like a hurricane came through well one well of said us, that that, tor- what, they said ahead, that tornado touched down they said that tornado touched down in uh Dehanis, um actually just East of Dehannis, um, blew a train off the tracks, uh, blew over a bunch of uh, pivot systems, and then cut a path just south of Hondo. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 was it, it the worst I've seen. You know, I mean it 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 just <laughs> decimated things. <laughs> well, somebody somebody one of our customers down in Dehannis said that uh, that a hundred percent of the homes in Dehannis had some type of damage. Exactly. Yes, yes, they that's ins- they that's insane. Out, they actually put that out yesterday. There was an article yesterday. Both vehicles. I mean, he just and the poor guy didn't have insurance. You know. Well, it's it's going to be a little while. The recovery is going to take a little while, and and that's that's the sad part is that it's not going to happen overnight, but. Like I said, we're going to do our part and see see what we can do to help people down there and and get to them as quickly as we can, and and you know and we 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 said whenever this happened, we said man, you know we're already running behind because of labor shortages and supply shortages and things like that, and then this happens, and the last thing you want to tell somebody 
is I can't get to you for a month or two months or three months or four, whatever it is. You know, you want to be able to get there right now. <laughs> you know, well, I appreciate y'all's help. Y- y'all, you know, God bless you for doing it, you know. Well, we 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 we're going to do everything within our power, and uh, and listen. I hope you re- I hope your recovery is fast. I hope you get your shingles quickly, and I hope you get that roof taken care of. And let us know if there's anything else we can do to help you, Ralph. Thank you very much, Barton. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. You have a great day and a great weekend. Uh, let's get to Anna. Anna, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. I have a question. I yes, have a home that was built in 1954. Uh, and we used to have the gravel roofs at that time. And I have, right now, I still have a gravel roof. I have very little gravel up there, but I have a lot of tar. And I, I don't have any leaks or anything like that. But I decided, I think it's about time that I start thinking about a new roof. And when they quoted the price on plywood and two-by-fours that I suppose were going to have to be replaced, I almost passed out. I mean, <laughs> yes, ma'am. I mean, I used to buy a piece of plywood to hold this or that other, you know, and now all of a sudden, I mean, you buy a piece of plywood to, for a doghouse, and I mean, it's, uh, you have to be saving money for a year before you can buy enough plywood. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's... Do you foresee any of the prices coming down? Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not immediately, but eventually, no. yes, the prices are going to come down. Uh, do you think we might get back to the original one-something for a two-by-four? I doubt it. That that part I doubt. Um, I would love to say yes. I would love to say that's going to happen. Have you seen anything definitive or, or any any uh, reliable projections, Jim, on when they expect things to level out and get back to normal? They're looking at. They're comparing the surge right now to the last surge that there was in building. Um, I read an article yesterday. Just yesterday, I was reading an article, and it said that the lumber shortages and the lumber price hikes are not necessarily due, uh, they're due to the fact that like lumber mills that are operating, they have no inventory because as fast as they can turn the lumber out, it's moving out because of the surge in construction, because people have liquid have liquid cash because they didn't go anywhere for over a year. Um, you've got people building new homes. You've got people doing a lot of remodeling, and that's nationwide. So these lumber mills cannot keep the lumber in stock. They can't mill it fast enough to get it out. However, they don't want to build any new sawmills at this point because the last surge that they had in the lumber, they sunk millions into building new sawmills to turn it out faster, and the lumber prices fell back to the bottom again. So the projection is that it's going to be up there until the demand drops off a little bit. Once the demand starts to drop off, then these mills will begin to be able to build uh, stockpiles again. Well, who profits by the the sawmills or the the retail stores? The retail stores. This article said yesterday that the that uh, where the retail stores have gone up over three hundred percent on their pricing. Uh-huh. The sawmills have, the sawmills have have seen less than a thirty percent increase in what they're getting for the lumber. So you know, I, like uh, the the roof that I have, like I said, I don't have as much roof uh, gravel as I used to, uh, but my roof is uh, over twenty some odd years old, and uh, yes. I, you know, I I don't have any roofs. I don't have the need immediate need, but I know that it's going to be, and I wanted to prepare for it. However, uh, you know, I figure with a tar. If there's a, a, a leak somewhere with the heat in Texas, the the tar will melt and cover that hole. You know, and it might last me another <laughs> couple of years. I mean, that's my there, There's logic. There's logic on both sides of that argument. There is logic. <laughs> um, and so I thought, well, no, I don't need a roof right now. And then, especially after they quoted that price on me, I I said, no way, Jose, am I going to put a roof up there right now? Uh, but I am thinking, what are the expectations? I mean, how long do I have to wait before the price of wood or plywood? Uh, I imagine I would need uh, a lot of plywood to cover the 1950 roof that originally on the base. 
of the roof or the, you know, it's going to have to yes, be replaced, right? Yeah, what they, what they typically do on a gravel roof is they don't pull off all that old gravel and tar. They build another roof structure right on top of it. So, yeah, oh. you're going to need a lot of lumber because you're basically building a new roof on top of your roof. You mean tell me they're going to have to take, they don't take the tar off? Typically, uh, from what I've seen, no. Um, I've worked on many houses that had new roofs put on over the, the tar and gravel roof, and when you climbed up into their attic, you were walking on tar and gravel. Well, I mean, that's going to be a pretty heavy roof over there, and it's not going to very, be very good for the structure of the house. Well, as, right. as long they will they will determine whether the structure can or cannot uh, right. hold that, but Jim is absolutely right. Typically, when you do a build-over like that, the tar and gravel stays, and you build right over the top of it. So, in other words, I'm going to have a double roof. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. See, you have to under, you have to understand that they would basically have to tear your house down to get that tar and gravel off of there. I mean, when you start trying to get that tar and gravel off, the entire roof structure is going to come off with that tar. That tar is designed to glue to the roof structure. So they typically do not remove it. Well, okay. Yeah. No, well, it's not okay. Uh, well, I'm, concerned, I'm concerned about what is holding that roof up there. And then if you put another one on top, that's going to be hard on the on the uh, structure of the house, especially an old house like mine. Well, and it, not it very well may be, but it's de- it, it, not, it depends on the way they engineer it. Yeah, and it's distributed. Uh, it's distributed over the, the entire footprint of the house. You got to remember that as well. So here's the thing: get a get a reputable company if you trust them. Use them if you don't. Don't. Um, but but they, you'll find somebody who knows what they're doing, and they're going to be able to give you the right guidance on that. Okay. Okay. Well, I think you've answered my question. All right, Anna. Was the price of firewood? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Eventually, it will get back down to earth, just not immediately. But well, uh, we I sure. Guess I'll just, I, I guess I'll just wait. I think I'm in a position to where I can wait. I don't have the immediate uh, need for it. You know. Well, if you can wait, then that that would be the best thing is to wait it out a few more months and let's see what happens with the pricing, okay? Again, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, Anna. Thanks for calling. We appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Martin, I yeah. just got a text from Jeannie, and she says that we need to just keep letting folks know she's there so okay. they can just come right on by and schedule appointments with her. Yes, indeed. If you're in the Hondo or DeHennis area, uh, we are in DeHennis. Look for the uh, for the for the rolling showroom, the Window World Rolling Showroom. It's right there uh, to the side or, or right behind the laundromat. Uh, there is it a car wash or the laundromat that we're we're next to. It's actually both. There's a laundromat there, and then on the side, there's a little one bay car wash with a vacuum cleaner. Okay, there we go. It's pretty there cool. It's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> you know, wash your clothes and your car at the same spot. There you go. Get it, get it all clean. Get it all clean. Go on, go by and see us, though. If you're into Hennis, we'd love to see you. Jeannie's out there uh, ready to greet you and, and talk to you and take your information if, uh, if if we can help you. Just give us uh, – just go on by. Say hi. Uh, let's get right back to the phone lines. Uh, Terry, Kevin, you're coming right up. But, Tony, you're up next on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. I have a question. I'm gonna. I'm looking to replace my roof, and okay. um, I was wondering: is it worth it to go with a metal roof or go back with the shingles? Depends you know, on if, your budget. If yeah, it does. If 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 it's in your budget, uh, I love metal roofs. I just I, I I love standing seam metal roofs in particular. Okay. Um, the the reason I'm asking is uh, how would I, how would I go about doing a, a metal roof on that? Would I uh, is there insurance coming into play on that because of the hailstorm we had? I might have some hail damage. Uh, yes. Well, if you think you yeah. might have some hail damage, you definitely want to get your insurance company out there first. Okay. Okay. All righty. And then, um, well, I guess that's all I have right now. But, uh, okay. All right. But, yes, yes, if you have hail damage, you definitely, definitely want to get uh, your insurance involved in that. Okay. Because I've replaced my roof um, three times already since 94, and it's always been shingle, and I didn't know if I should go with the metal this time or... You know, so would you recommend yeah. I go with a metal roof then? 
I I would. Um, that's that again. If it's in your budget, that is what I would recommend. Okay. All righty. Well, then, thank thank you for your help and your time. Well, thank you. We appreciate you being being a part of the show this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see here, Kevin. Or is it Terry? Terry's up next. Terry's we, up we, Terry, Terry, you're up next. Good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Good morning. I've got good morning. I've got a a, a slab foundation that's got some cosmetic damage on it, and uh, it's about thirty eight years old. Some corners have come loose, and I've got some uh, concrete under the brick lugs that looks like they're starting to separate. Uh, I, pre- I presume from the expansion of the rebar, but uh, I need to get see about getting that fixed. Uh, what kind of recommendations do you have for that, Jim? Okay, it's the the concrete is separating from the house. Yes, sir. There's there's a if you. If, from underneath the brick lug, for example, about six inches down or so is where it would be. You see a, a, a crack or a separation, but right under the brick lug, it's actually coming. Um, you can see where it's coming loose from the from the brick lug. I mean, from okay. the brick, the... That brick that that brick lug that's pulled that, that that's poured on there that that additional curb has probably got a brown coat on it. Now you would really want to get it looked at closely to see if. Um, it's just the brown coat that's separating, or if the actual uh, brick lug is separating. Okay. Yeah. Because it could be and just they, as simple as cosmetic. Right. I'm, I'm thinking that's what. It, well, I don't know how far back in. I haven't chipped any of it off yet to see exactly how much of it's coming loose. But I do have like a couple of corners uh, that is uh, it's from the from the corner. The point of the corner, if you go back about a foot either way and about a foot down, that corner has, has come off the, uh, come loose from the, from the slab and uh, it needs to be, uh, fixed. And I've got maybe two, two corners like that. Mm, what do you think, Martin? Be the, Man. Be no, go ahead. I'm sorry, Terry. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't know who to, what would be the best, uh, people to a regular foundation company or uh, yeah that that's the first place that i would start yeah. terry is is uh, get a good foundation company out there that's going to take a look at the engineering of the slab take a look at at what may or may not be causing this issue and then they should be able to assess the best way to you know to address that issue um uh and where are you located again terry i'm sorry um uh, i'm for some reason we got a Oh man, man, Terry, are you still there? Hello. Yeah, yeah, you're cutting out a little bit, Terry. Are you in San Antonio or are you outside of San Antonio? Outside. Okay. How how far? How far outside San Antonio? Okay, we got a problem with Terry's connection. Uh, let's let's put him on hold. Kind of find out where he's at. Terry, if you can hear us uh, and, and you're listening still. Uh, yeah, get a good foundation company out there. There's several good ones in San Antonio, uh, and, and if, if they'll come out to your area, Baird Foundation, Arredondo Group, uh, and, and, and a number of others. But get a good foundation company out there and have them assess that for you. My name is Martin Bamba. That's Jim Smith. And we are here to help. And uh, let's get right back to those phone lines. Kevin, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just want to address those, the 1954 roof the lady that called in uh yes. she addressed some blue ribbon concerns about the integrity of of her roof and you know versus tear it out tear it off or roof over it and i had a commercial roofing business eh, about 30 years but anyway uh when you put a new roof on with gravel it's about 400 pounds per 100 square foot for a roofing square yes sir. and uh you know I don't know. Uh, our train of thought was always tear the roof off, get it off there, but it wasn't glued on. Uh, it was put down with tin caps with a base and then, you know, two or three ply mopped on. So yep. it wasn't that hard to 
come off. We just never put one over because then we might have 800 pounds per square feet. Right, and, and that is definitely a concern, and it's something that would definitely need to be addressed before you did do that kind of work. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, there is a possibility that it could add too much weight and it could do some damage to the structure. Um, but that's something that a good roofing company should be able to assess honestly exactly. and, and then, you know, let her know. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I don't know. That's just the only thing I want to really address. Uh, yes, sir. But there's nothing wrong with a, a built-up roof with tar and gravel. <laughs> there, there's not. There is, it, but there's so many it, flat roofs that they do have these new new roofs. They are glued down. There's no question about it. I don't know. But, yeah, but the tar and gravel mop, the mop roofs, they, they, they kind of got a, a bad rap um, because, the, you know, some of them, the, the biggest problem to me with those roofs is not whether they're a good roof or a bad roof. It's when a leak does develop, it is so dang hard to track it down. It, it is so difficult to me on a tar and gravel roof to find the leak. And, and I've, I've got a commercial building down uh, south of here. And it has a tar and gravel roof on it, and and I wish it didn't, but you well, know it does. And that's how and, we made most of our money doing roof repairs with a with a guarantee, a warranty. And uh, you know, nine times out of ten on a commercial roof, it was around where all the equipment was, where they dropped compressors. You know, uh, you know, just can't help it. You know, if you're yeah. hot, you're up there, you, you drop something weighs ninety pounds, it's going to penetrate. It is, or, or any place that you've had to do a roof penetration for AC or, or you know, vent pipes or anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, well, that's it. Saying she probably would have no problem tearing it off. I would have a problem with overlay. I, yeah. I don't know. I just would. Yep. So. And that was her concern. You know, that was her concern. And, and, and appreciate that opinion. Appreciate you calling, Kevin. Thanks a lot. All right. You take care. Love All right, you too. All right. Have a good one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, don't have anybody online right now. We want to get to you and your phone calls, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555 is the number to get in on the conversation. And and when talking about roofs, um, I don't disagree with Kevin. I, I, I think that uh, the better choice would be to take off the, the tar and gravel roof and not do an overlay. However... Uh, he he says that it's not that difficult, and, and that may or may not be the case, but I will tell you this, it is going to be a, a relatively large added expense when you talk about tearing that off and disposing of it. Well, and, see, one, uh, of the big, one of the big differences is is that on like commercial buildings, Martin, they would put down uh, the metal roof. Yes. Then they would hot mop the tar on and then the gravel. Yep. On residential, they put down wood plank. Hot mop the tar on and put down the gravel. That's right. And that tar soaks into that wood plank unbelievably. Yeah, um, I've yeah. seen guys try to tear off those those the 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 rock and gravel roofs um, up close to the Windcrest area up in there. There were a lot of homes built with the flat roofs, and I've seen guys try to tear those roofs off up there, and they're pulling up roofing planks with the with the tar. Is they going to try oh, to pull man. the tar up there? Pulling up roofing planks. Yeah, and and you don't want to have that happen. I. The tar and gravel roofs have never been my favorite thing. I, I know that that he said that they're they're not that bad and they're reliable and and on flat roofs that's all you can do. But man, I'll tell you on on a residential application, we've had, if if we've you can had avoid nightmares, it, we've had nightmares with your one down in Divine and um, the one in uh, Corpus Christi. Oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah, and I both, together have had nightmares with those, man. Both of those have been an annoyance. I'll put it nicely; they've been an annoyance. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so if yeah, I some, was some some guy went down and did some air conditioning work for you down in Corpus and really, really caused some good leaks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah so, somebody so, did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm I'm not a proponent of uh, of tar and gravel roofs if you can help it. I mean, if if you've got an older home that has one and you can afford to put a pitch roof on it and change that i i recommend doing that um because eventually they do leak and and uh it's almost unavoidable and I, I, you know somebody had a great idea one day to do that but there are there are better options these days i will guarantee you that let's get to henry henry good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show uh sir uh, my question is i haven't used my hot water for almost two years is there anything I'm supposed to do with the water he the heater now? Wow! You haven't you used hot water in two years? Almost two years, yes, sir. What uh, happened? Uh, 
What happened? I had a real bad leak in my kitchen sink and the hot water, the faucet, and yes. the shower faucet. So what I did, I would turn the water off at the meter outside the house and take cold showers for almost two years. But now that I'm going to replace the faucet in the kitchen sink and the shower, I'm wondering, should I do anything to the heater? I mean, to the, yes, to the water heater before I... Yeah. Yes, sir. Absolutely, replace it. Yes. The whole the whole heater. Yeah, if it's been sitting two years and no water moving through it, number one, that water that's in there right now is nasty. And number two, you've probably got a solid rock of calcium in there. That's probably true. Yep. Would there be any danger if I if I open the? Because I'm going to replace both the faucets. Is there any danger if I open the the faucet the the Hot water faucets? In the no, there, there's no, no there's danger. Should, there's no da- now. You could also you could try draining that water heater, but even draining it, it, it you've probably if it's been two years, I would say that that thing is a solid block of calcium. Mm-hmm. Is it gas or electric? A gas. Oh yeah, replace it. Yeah. Replace it. Yeah. One of those ream ream or re- Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would it help if I drain it? You can try, but I doubt if it'll even drain. But you can try. Okay. Okay. How, how how old? Let me ask you this: How old is the water heater? Well, I moved in here about fourteen years ago, and it was oh. new. Uh, oh, change it, change it, Henry. Definitely don't don't even don't that, even Henry. bother with it. Just just get rid of it and change it. Mm-hmm. Average oh. life on a gas water heater is going to be ten years. Yeah, you so you've, you've already exceeded the life of the of the water heater that it typically would have, and with it sitting for two years, there's no telling what kind of problems it has. But, um, I mean, hey, hey, do do what you want to, but that's our advice. Henry, okay. thanks for calling. We appreciate no. you, man. Thanks for calling. Uh, let's get to Don. Don, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, good morning. I wanted I wanted to pass on my experience uh, at my, my house. I'm in construction. For, for almost 50 years, uh, we had a flat roof on a two-story garage apartment, and uh, it had it had a gravel roof. We didn't we didn't have any leaks, but the gravel over over the years had started you know coming off, and and so what my contractor did after we talked it over. We, we, because we didn't have any structural problems now, we raked off the loose, the rest of the loose gravel and we put, uh, uh, what it, it, I call it soundboard, but it's a, it's, it's like sheetrock, but it's, it's, it's a gray, dark gray color on both sides and it's, and it's, and it's soft. And we put that down over the remainder of the gravel that was still there. And then we put down what they call single ply rollout material. It's it comes in, I think, gray and white, and mm-hmm. we just rolled it out over the top of it. You know, it's got an adhesive that you roll out to hold right. it down, and right. we put a new a new a new metal trim around it. So mm-hmm. you don't rebuild. You don't put another. Uh, we didn't. Don't put another roof on top of what you have if you're structurally. The existing roof is structurally sound. You don't have to replace it. All that that, that well, I used to call it built-up roof, tar and gravel, right? And it, tar and tar paper and and hot tar, and and uh, it's like um, the uh, black black rollout material. And and they just they put you know anywhere from three to five layers of it. And yeah, it, it, it's definitely a good roof and lasted a long time. But with all the gravel that we had lost over the years, um, uh, and we didn't want to replace it, and it was structurally sound, so that's what we did. And it was it was not much more than um, you know a shingle roof or something. Uh, they cor- they have they have roll out asphalt shingle, I mean material. But we used the new product or the new product. I say new; it's probably been around 12, 15 years already in the commercial market yeah and 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 it was it did a wonderful job and we certainly didn't have to put another roof uh uh on top of what we have 
You're right, right. So that, hey, listen, that great, our experience. great, great points, and and thanks for sharing your experience. The only thing that I would say is that you're right. The roll down, the roll down roofs, the the uh, torch down used to be a, a way to go. Then they've got the synthetic uh, roll downs that you're talking about. The reason that people would do an overlay on a roof like that, uh, not an overlay, but a rebuild on a roof like that, is to change the pitch of it. And if they wanted to, say, put a metal roof on and change it to a pitched roof, that would be the only reason for doing any kind of structural building on top of one of those roofs. What you did, if you're going to leave it as a flat roof, you're right. That would be the way to do it. And we appreciate you calling, Don. Let's try to get uh, one more in here before we got to go. Jeff, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. I have a quick uh, a plumbing question. I, ha- I have my original... A uh, small part of the house uh, we added onto the original part was built in, in 48, and it has a uh, clay or um, I'm not sure if it's clay or black uh, iron pipe uh, plumbing underneath the uh, pier and beam, and then underneath the uh, the slab in portions. Um, so we're getting roots to get in there, and I can I can get the uh, guys with the rooter to come and and uh, get through everything. I have to do that about every six months, but. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, uh, people putting the uh, sleeving like a three inch inside that four inch pipe? You know, the yes. three inch. Yes. Does that does that ever work uh, versus you know getting the jackhammer out and, and going into the slab? Uh, I've is seen it, it. I've seen it go both ways. I've seen it work very well, and I've seen it be a massive failure. Okay. As, as far as <laughs> I mean, as far as massive failure, I mean, I've got say uh, between the clean out and the part that gets. Uh, gets hung up is about 20 feet i mean i guess worst case scenario is i just get muddy right i can try to sleep it in there if it doesn't work i just pull it out just dig it out it's not yes it's it's pier beam then there's a concrete uh patio and and the other part i have is in the house in the um in the slab in my son's uh, right when before we moved but my son's bedroom uh and that one is where i really want to try to not take the uh porcelain tile up and and cut the the concrete so for there it's kind of worth a shot i think it just i guess the worst thing it could do is not work right yep yep yeah, yeah i mean it's, that's true. It's, it's worth trying okay all right because that was a straight shot to the commode and i i i really just i just don't want to get out there with a jackhammer and have to ruin all that tile so i just wanted to get your advice i appreciate it I, i'm going to try to do that and that's just uh is this it like a black pipe that's flexible or do they have a special thing that they use for that? No, no. You need to get the. You need to get the contact a. Just Google the the plumbing sleeves, because it's it's a special okay. type of piping that goes in there. Okay. Very good. I appreciate. All right. Advice. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you calling and uh, being being the uh, the last uh, in line today. Hey, if you want to get a hold of Jim during the week, you do so by doing this. Jay Smith at WindowWorldTX.com. And you can drop me a line at mbomba, that's B-O-M-B-A, mbomba, at windowworldtx.com. Hey, we've enjoyed it. Uh, Louis Siriani and the KTSA Automotive Show is coming right up. And we will see you next week right here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.